passport. Like, uh, give us our free beer. I remember my first beer. <laughs> I'm drunk. You're drunk. Everybody's drunk. It was the greatest beer in all the world. Da-da-da. Beer. All right, and welcome to a great <laughs> edition, a live edition of the Permanent Vacation Radio Program. We are here live and in person at CanFest 2017. GSR. My name is Kevin. Let's go around the table. Mr. D, how is it going? It's going good. Uh, 11, 11 CanFest is my third return, and it's uh, this is the first time at GSR, actually. The last two were at Peppermill, and this is actually the ninth, the ninth annual can fast yeah and uh for those of you who are turning tuning in to find out what's going on with us uh, we are here live at can fest for those of you who have come out to uh check out can fest and check out the show want to thank you for coming out but also uh we want to uh, kind of remind everybody uh we'll get into that in a second uh w- w- why we're here in the first place uh kind of the genesis of permanent vacation radio show was can fest we'll talk about that a little bit but what we want to do is we want to uh, number one say that uh, we miss AK. AK is not here with us this week. She is back east with some family. She's at Dollywood last time I saw. Wow. Yeah, but she is being uh, absolutely very well represented here by uh, our third mic, which is the great Lindsay with an A. Yeah. Lindsay, how are you? I'm fantastic. Awesome. As, as we heard last time I joined Permanent Vacation Radio, I love cans. Yes, so yes. You know beer. I'm going to be here for CanFest. Yes. You, and you love chuckleheading it up. Plus, yeah. uh, the, the, the number one thing that I remember you saying about the live Dubliner show and being on a podcast yes. was, oh my God, it's great. I can say anything I want. Yes. <laughs> Fuck, which shit. Is, no. Yeah, which un, is untethered. Yeah, that it is It feels great. so good. The unbridled Lindsay. And the other great thing about CanFest is that uh, it's a 21 and over thing, so just like... Uh, uh, normally on permanent vacation radio, we're going to be saying whatever the hell we want. That's right. And that's awesome. So why don't we get into it? Uh, Dennis, last year we were here around this time. Yes. And uh, that's kind of the genesis of this show. Why don't you give us a little rundown on what happened? Well, me and you came. We came to CanFest. I invited you and we, and we came to uh, as as beer enthusiasts. You got you got me out of Tahoe once. <laughs> I did. And we came, we got down here and we ran into uh, AK. Did it hurt? No, it was a soft. It was a soft brush. She has two fantastic cans to run into. There was absolutely no issues. So ran into AK, and then uh, the three of us, we we I, we said come to Canfest. She got a uh, she got a pass, and she came by. And then the three of us, as I recall, we um, we uh, sat at a table, we drank some beers, and we just started cracking each other up. And one of us, I'm not even sure who. Probably Kevin said, let's start a podcast. <laughs> and here what we are. A, what an idiot. A year, <laughs> a year later, we have stickers. We have, uh, we have easy ups. We've got a mobile studio. Backdrops. Yeah, we got yeah, a big banner fun. behind us here. Uh, we'll definitely have some pictures up on the, uh, the old website and social media of everything that's going on here. But, uh, you know, the, the best way to always check out what's happening with Permanent Vacation Radio is to just stop in and say hi at the actual show. You can always come by the uh, uh, well-appointed Permanent Vacation Radio Studios and be part of the, uh, you know, the, uh, the peanut Magic. gallery. Well, the peanut gallery. <laughs> bring some beers, bring some snacks, or then, uh, you know, buy a, buy a ticket to CanFest, come by and see us do our thing. Um, so, yeah, one year ago we were here, and uh, it was a great, great event. And that's why we're back here again this year. And again, it was the genesis of this show. Should we mention the breweries that are here or some of the breweries that are here? <laughs> yeah, we should probably and do that. Go. Let's have Lindsay do that. So, oh, that's, that's, a, that's a great voice. So we, we did 
have an opportunity to go around and sample a couple of the beers already, but uh, the list here is growing every year. This is, I think, the, the ninth year of CanFest. Yep, ninth yeah. annual. Over yeah. 60 breweries here this Six, year. Yeah, so why don't uh, you go through there and uh, hit some of the highlights. Some of the highlights. Uh, Alibi Aleworks, of course, a favorite of this show, I know. Uh, Battleborn beer, a beer that uh, I just tried was pretty good. Cool. New to Nevada. Out of Nevada. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Common Cider, haven't tried them yet. Four Peaks, I know you're a fan yep, of that yep. one. Out of Arizona, those they're, guys are great. They're right next door to us. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, we've got Eel River, Golden Road. Out of LA. Uh, Imbibe. Out of uh, Reno. Ooh, we should play a test. <laughs> Test game with this. Uh, Line and Kugels, a classic uh, Midwestern. Payette, uh, words I can't read, so I'm going to flip the page. Yeah, if you're going to be a brewery, uh, definitely make it to where you can pronounce the brewery's name. Right? Yeah, like Prairie or Record. Both of those hey, there's the, uh, there's the Canvan girls. Oh, nice. Excellent. Canvan girls are here. <laughs> we were um, shooting pool with you guys uh, after the show last year at that little dive bar. Tiger Tom or some shit. Yeah, man. <laughs> Rock yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> Great to Thanks see for, you. Thanks for Canyon and Beer, uh, Canyon. Possibly two of the most brilliant ladies I have ever met. What a great idea. Wish I would have thought of it. But here I am podcasting, which everybody and their freaking mother does. <laughs> hey, if you guys want to come on, on the fourth mic, the fourth mic, you want to talk, talk about your uh, cans, <laughs> do that. Not right now. I, I see quite a few yeah, over there. Come back. I, yeah. I get jokes. <laughs> yeah, come on back and uh, talk, us, talk yourself up. Cool. All right, man. <laughs> or yeah, woman. so uh, those, those gals are or great. Woman. Uh, right on, woman. Those gals are great. Uh, they are. Entrepreneurs and came up with an incredible idea. Hopefully they'll be back and we'll talk a little bit more with them. Uh, but essentially what they do is for small batch breweries, micro breweries, uh, they go around and they will provide a canning service from them with the mobile can van because our, canning our, lines are expensive too. Our uh, beloved they, Alibi does that. They uh -huh. come by Alibi. I was there one night when they and, came by. And uh, our guys down the way here, 50-50, are also using oh, cool. uh, a awesome. can van for their canning. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Is so it anyway, hard to can? Well, it's not hard to can. It's the mechanisms that go into it are not, uh. they're not really scalable. So um, bottles have been around for a long time. And so to find a bottling line that you can use to produce beer and get it out there in small batches is easy but the investment that it requires to get into canning is very expensive that's why this whole thing was born uh -huh. there was not a lot of great beer around in cans right. when all this craft revolution came along but cans are the best for beer because they are not susceptible to light which is i hear the, I, I hear the words mini kegs a lot Ooh, yeah or yeah. the the, the uh, what do they call those the crowlers the crowl right <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Oscar Blues. Oscar, Oscar Blues, baby. You got to come back and talk talk about your crawlers, man. <laughs> awesome. Out of uh, out of Denver, baby. Yeah, yeah. Home of the Pinner. That's right. <laughs> love that beer. And, man, uh, I love that beer. Kevin, do you know what year they started putting beer in cans? I was doing some research. Oh, boy. I uh, think I told Mr. D already, yep. so I can't. Initially? The first, like, yeah. God, I would say probably... I would say, I'm thinking about other things that came in cans, so the availability of the ability to can things. I would say the early 1800s. 
Ooh. Ooh. You were way too early. Oh, okay. 1935, oh, wow. according to Wikipedia. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Beer and Valvoline. <laughs> Can, <laughs> cans are also, uh, aluminum is also infinitely recyclable. Yes. So it's a green eco thing going on as well. So we kind of, uh, the, the can van girls came by and uh, we kind of sidetracked uh, Lindsay's kind of a list of uh, beer breweries. Oh, I see yes. you kind of left off kind of around the Sierra Nevada as I see there. Sierra here. Nevada. We've got Sockeye, Rogue. They're always good. Truly, Tangent, Twisted Tea, Wasatch. Re Revision out of Sparks. Revision. There's there's a ton of really good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So if you're not hearing anything, um, it's either because Lindsay was not able to pronounce it or... Uh, <laughs> Forgot my reading glasses. Kind of, yeah, it's a little dark in here, but there are just a ton of breweries here. A lot of them are from this local area, but then a lot of them are from out of the area as well. I saw some stuff from Idaho here that I want to try. Yep, Sakai. So, there's some stuff um, that are that's here that, that may not be distributed in the local area, uh, and this is a great place to try all those beers you may not be able to get your dirty meat hooks on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I forget what I'm trying right now. I am trying uh, Deep Blue, Tahoe Deep. Excuse me, Tahoe oh, nice. Deep from Knee Deep right Knee Deep. now. All right. Super, super. I good got the uh, I got beer. the the can nitro contradiction by Alibi in my hand right now. Just I have the excellent. Occidental Kolsch. Oh, oh nice. nice. It's pretty good. They're right next door as well. Yes convenient yeah so uh, essentially uh if you have any interest in this if you're not already here um this is a an annual event uh it used to be at the pepper mill down in reno and now it's at the grand sierra resort beautiful location i like this room big room it's going to be silent disco here later there's going to be some live music there's all kinds of games and fun here going on not just beer drinking and the other great thing about this uh, event is regionally this is a great place for networking dennis has already been doing some networking and uh, it's in my blood, we're going to have some great interviews coming up here pretty quick. So, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. Find us on the Podbean app. You can also find us at iTunes. You can also find us at permanentvacationradio.com and all the uh, social media platforms as well. So uh, we're going to uh, get back to a little bit of drinking and then yeah. we are going to be right back with some. Uh, I think we're going to do some maybe some some lowdown on some good beers here that we've tried, and then we're going to get into some interviews. We've got some breweries uh, who uh, want to uh, talk with us, and we've got some event organizers as well. So uh, yeah, stay tuned to Permanent Vacation Radio. Go. Oh. <laughs> All right, we are back. Canfest 2017. We're back with Permanent Vacation Radio at Canfest 2017, and uh, we are joined by the one and only Kevin Drake from Alibi Aleworks. Oh, yeah. A true renaissance man, this guy. Yes, thank you for joining us, Kevin. Uh, Kevin, how is your CanFest going so far? Fantastic. It's fantastic. Can, shall I say cantastic? <laughs> can is that a word? That's can right. It's canfastic. Uh, it is now. <laughs> That's great. This is I missed I missed last year, so this is actually my my first canfest. Oh, cool. Awesome. awesome. Well, Popping uh, your cherry. I know that you and Dennis are good friends. I'm going to let uh, Dennis take the lead here on the interview, and uh, we want to hear everything that's going on with Alibi. What's going on today? What's going on uh, in the past? What got you here? And then uh, what's the future hold? What do you think? Well, first of all, I just uh, stopped by the Alibi booth and had a uh, freshly canned Contradiction, which is a golden ale brewed with coffee bar coffee. Is that correct, Kevin? That's correct. Really good. I had oh, and it's on nitro as well. I had a sip of that, and I'd never seen anything like that. I didn't know you could make something like that in that color. Right, right. That's why it's a contradiction. Very unique. <laughs> awesome. Uh -huh. do, you see what, do you see what he did there? I did. Smart guy. <laughs> 
it makes people's heads explode. Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. You're like, whoa, what? Wait, what? So, uh, Kevin, give us a, a little lowdown for our listeners here. For those of you, for those of you who are listening who don't know about Alibi, Alibi started up in uh, Incline Village. Is that correct? And uh, so, give us a little rundown, like a short version of uh, Alibi Works. Short version is uh, we 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 were two homebrew friends hunting for a, a space for a couple years, and eventually landed in Incline Village, Nevada, North Lake Tahoe. Opened December 2014, uh, about two years and nine months ago, and. Uh, yeah, just trying to make legit beer in Lake Tahoe with Tahoe water and have fun doing it. Yeah, well, so in far. In the lake? On so, a boat? So far, so good. Right? Underwater. Underwater. Actually, yeah. Submarine beer. Yeah, submarine beer. So when you say Lake Tahoe water, are you actually pulling water from the lake for the beers? We are. Thankfully, Incline Village's water system pulls directly from the lake, not even groundwater. It's straight from the lake. Wow. Cool. That is and, cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we just bought all the water rights to the lake. You know, it filled out this year. We thought we should just buy the rights. Smart. And uh, position ourselves to make a lot of beer. I told you he's a renaissance man. Reno, Reno Schmino. And uh, rumor has it that uh, there's a second alibi in uh, Truckee. Yes, there, yeah. there is. We've rumor. been there. Don't believe rumors. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, yeah, we opened at the end of June in uh, downtown Truckee in a 110-year-old building that was has mostly been a bank for the last 40 years. Yep. Um, now it's an eatery, a drinkery, and a music venue. A funnery. A, a public a house. Funnery. It's a public house. Public so house. correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, the location up in Incline, that is where most of the beer or all the beer is, is manufactured, brewed. Correct. And uh, that's where everything is distributed out of. Correct. The one in Truckee is a little bit more of a tap room with a little bit more of an entertainment vibe. Um, I've been there a couple times. It's fantastic. The sound quality in there is awesome. A couple times. Every time I'm there, you're there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's yeah, back on that one. Easy. <laughs> I, I have a job. Right. Uh, so, and it's not this podcast. Yeah. Um, so uh, the other thing about that place, too, is uh, the nachos. The craft nachos are phenomenal. Oh, my God. Super good idea. Yeah. Restaurants are a pain in the ass. And we're not <laughs> either of uh, myself or my partner are restaurant restaurateurs. Yeah. And it's a skill set we don't have. And so we wanted to focus on something, a simple concept that we could, you know, that we could take to 11. Yep. And, you know, just food that complements beer, food that's good for sharing, that's pretty quick and easy to turn out when we're busy and uh, doesn't have to become our, our focus because our focus is the beer. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Well, it definitely complements the beer, all the different flavors. Mine being the, my favorite being they have buffalo chicken nachos Ooh. and it has like the, 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 uh, the shaved, uh, like shaved uh, celery, yep. blue cheese crumbles, no, it's chunks, of, chunks of buffalo chicken. I've tried oh it my all God, it's so That good. sounds so good. If you, if you do come out with a new nacho styling, I think it should be called nachos to 11. <laughs> nice. That should be the new uh, offering. Man. All the ingredients from the other nachos Just in one. All the ingredients, like yes. twenty different things on <laughs> yeah. there, right? Yep. Yeah. So, Kevin, what's the crowd difference like in Incline versus Truckee? Like, do you notice a, a different crowd or vibe? Well, different alibis. We've only been open two months in Truckee, and it's been summertime in downtown Truckee. And so, and you're the new, and you're the new girl in town. Yeah, yeah we're totally. Everyone's got to take a ride. We're the hot new girl. Um, <laughs> You know, it's it's been honestly. I I, I think a, according to our general manager Rylan Cordova, great dude, shout out, awesome dude, um, who has been living in Truckee for a while. He actually feels like we still are dominated by locals. 
yeah. which makes me feel good midsummer when downtown Truckee is heavily dominated by tourism. Yeah. Right. Not that we, we love the tourists as well, but we, we're here for the locals. And so the crowd is um, a lot like incline. It changes, you know, during midday, there's like young families and kids running around. And then, you know, evening, it's more of a, you know, usually a little more of a party vibe, especially when a band's playing. So it depends on the night. It depends on the day of the week. We're still figuring it out, but we're really happy to see a lot of smiling locals in there. That's really, really important to us. And the other thing that's great is uh, I mentioned it earlier. The sound quality in there is great. And I'm not just talking about two people sitting there talking to each other while they're drinking great beer. Live music. Live music is happening there a lot. And it's uh, really, really great. I've seen a bunch of bands there. I saw a great jazz combo the other night. And... Uh, just phenomenal. You guys did a lot of uh, legwork on getting the sound right in that building, and uh, it definitely shows. And uh, every band that I've seen in there has been phenomenal. Their hard work is definitely paying off. Absolutely. Well, I got to give I got to credit where credit is due. First, uh, Peter Kowalczyk, PK. PK. Um, musician. Peter the Red. Sound technician <laughs> extraordinaire. We all, really, we all know PK. Really yeah. took the lead on the design, like helping us with the design and selecting the equipment and uh, just, just kind of planning for the future. We're certainly not where we want to be in like a year from now, but, um, you know, money is an object. And uh, we started with just investing <laughs> in some basic equipment and doing some acoustic treatments and trying to design something that can scale over time. And then uh, brought on this guy named Dennis Alexander. You ever heard of him? To take the lead on booking, which is booking music is one of the harder tasks in the universe um <laughs> it is hurting cats it is i, I mean thought, really uh, it's... i thought mr d was your christian name it's not <laughs> no mr so, dot d no dennis has done an amazing job we get an, i mean thank we, you kevin we get we get uh, approached by bands all the time from all over the country and it blows my mind yeah you know that people even know who uh, we exist i mean right. before we were even open people were wanting to play in trucking and like we're not even open yet I'm getting I'm getting friend requests from people that I don't even know. My phone is ringing all day long. It's because they have an amplifier, and I love it. It's it's it's, <laughs> it's great. It's, it's I love talking music, so I do that anyway. Yeah. And uh, I'm getting to know these different bands and making new friends. It's it's killer. But music's really important. Um, I'm a musician, and having a, another good music venue in Truckee was something we wanted to help create. And, needed, needed. And a little bigger. We can fit a little over 200 people in there, so yep. that's a bigger crowd than you can get in most bars in Truckee, and that makes it a little more fun for bands. And um, Yeah, so we're trying to cast a wide net. A lot of different styles, really. I mean, almost no limits. I mean, we literally have done uh, well, we have Metal Echo. Probably you heard of them. Uh, we have a, we have a, a Czech folk band coming from uh, Czech Republic um, in on September. We've I, done, am, I am all over that like stink on shit. That's yeah. gonna be incredible. We've done jazz <laughs> awesome. tribute shows. We've had a, a country outlaw country band, Everyday Outlaw. A ukulele soloist. Ooh. Yeah, funk. I mean, you name funk. it. We've already kind of covered a lot of musical genres, and we're not going to stop anytime soon. So we're just trying to figure out. Um, what, what kind of what kind of flow for the music? What nights and what types of artists and how to make it all work? It's a it's a work in progress, if you will. So, yes. Kevin, without giving any spoilers away, I mean, you've oh, definitely boy. been a, a busy, busy boy. And uh, Alibi has gone from little place up in Incline Village to one of the best ski town breweries uh, in one of the local or one of the big ski publications um, to having a second venue. You're in Canfest uh, now. What is what does the future hold? What do you see in the cards? You know, we're not we're not on a like an exponential growth trajectory. 
Um, Krispy Kreme. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a, we're, we're really trying to, at this point, the focus, now that we have a second location, which is a big, big leap for us, um, the focus is really just dialing in the whole operation, making things just... Honing the crap. I mean, honing it in as yeah. a business, honing it in, you know, within the community, honing in our beers as even further. Um, Impossible. And <laughs> just really trying to make it run as well as we can possibly make it run um, before we look too far into the future. I mean, we, we'd like to get bigger. We'd like to build another brewery, but we're not in a rush to yeah. do that. Um, within our four walls, we can add another 30 40 percent to our current capacity and wow. not you know not take on a new building but Excellent. we're not trying to be the next big thing we're trying to make this is a, a passion project it's quality of life business yep and uh you know we don't want to leave tahoe we're not just going to jump ship and build a, a big brewery in carson or something we're going to stick in the lake and so I'm that good. you're here to stay any, any sort of growth yeah. is going to take a little bit of time do you have any uh, in, Do you have any insights on to on how you can uh, take something that you're very passionate about, say, oh, I don't know, like a podcast, <laughs> and uh, turn it into a uh, uh, a huge conglomeration like you've done with uh, Alibi Ale Works, to where um, there are literally one people looking at us right now doing the show. Oh, I think there's two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. Everybody's drinking beer right now, and that's awesome. That's what they should be doing. Um, Last year, you submitted the, your balloon uh, device, and it won first place. Oh, that's right. Are you submitting anything this year? Yeah, we've got five. You were allowed to enter five beers this year, and we actually had six or seven in cans, but we, we entered five. We entered uh -huh. uh, our, our core beers, Pale Ale, Porter, Cezanne, and then we entered our uh, the pull up blender vice that got first place in fruit beer and second place best in show last year nice again so that's back as plum cot a slightly new name thank you tax and trade bureau uh, <laughs> and then we entered the contradiction our golden mocha stout on nitro i just uh, had one of those which will be delicious. uh yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in that, to see how that does but yeah it, it was a, a big surprise and exciting last year to to get a medal there were a lot of beers here and this year i think there's even more so we'll cool. see i think we're going to see here in like the next hour Ooh. how we did awesome. awesome awesome looking forward to that good I'll luck i'll stop by the the uh the booth and see how you want how you how you did in, uh, in an hour and a half <laughs> yeah right he's on. gonna be he's gonna be big pimping like mr t with all these medals <laughs> spend and g's spend and g's yeah, all right kevin we'll we want to thank you for uh, stopping by the show here and uh, good luck with everything alibi ale works and uh, love what you do and love what you do for the local community awesome yes thank thanks, you. you guys we'll love the podcast rock and roll rock thanks. on thanks thanks kevin okay we're hot all right we're live so uh yeah dennis want to lead us on Okay, so uh, we have Ken Wilson from the Lumberyard Brewing Company out of Flagstaff, Arizona, and I asked him, uh, "How? Uh, what's the, uh, the beginnings of Lumberyard?" Well, our owners, uh, Winnie and Evan Hanseth, started Beaver Street Brewing Company 25 years ago. It'll be 25 years ago this year, and um, it was the first brewery in Flagstaff. And at the time, in 1994, when they started, they were one of 700 breweries nationwide, and now we're over. 5,000, yeah. another 2,000 yeah, yeah. planning. And growing. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and and how Lumberyard became a part of it was we had a really strong following, doing about 11, 1,200 barrels a year up here at Beaver Street. And we were looking for production facilities, start doing distribution. So the old Flagstaff Lumber Building, which is an old J.D. Halstead Lumber Building that they built along a series of railroads back you know, in the 1800s, was oh, built cool. in uh, 1890. Cool. We did a partnership with the city to save the building. We put a brewery in it. It was a gathering place, you know, building out Coconino County in northern Arizona. 
and then now it's kind of tourists, students, and everybody lives in town. It's kind yeah, of cool. Yeah, cool. And so, so that's where that's kind of how we got got to where we are. So I'm sorry, what was that date you said for founding of? Uh... Uh, 1994 for Beaver Street, which is our our, you okay. know, our, our parent company. So and then uh, seven years ago, uh, 2010 for Lumberjack. So in that area back then, when it came to craft breweries, uh, small breweries, uh, who else was was anybody else in the area? Were you guys like lone wolves out there, just kind of? Got, <laughs> Getting going for it. That was that was it. There was a Barrio Brewing Company down in Tucson, which was General Benz at the time, uh -huh. Bandersnatch in Tempe, but there weren't many people. I mean, Four Peaks comes along uh, three years later. Uh -huh. uh, but at that time, I mean, there were six or seven breweries in the state, of which I think we have the number two brewery license in the state. Because there were some also some small ones, McFarland. Yeah, interesting. Uh, some That's other really so, interesting. So we're on the front end of that. Yep. And then kind of still innovating now, doing some barrel-aged stuff, doing bigger beers, small beers. But we lead with kind of our ales, our IPA. You know, amber, red, lager, that sort of thing. Cool. Uh, is this your first year at CanFest? This is our first year at CanFest. Awesome. What do I you mean, think? I love it. I think it's great. We'd come back all the time. Yeah, it's great. It's good. Yeah, Reno's a good town. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've had a really good time. We got kind of bumped around a little bit today. We went to Silver State, went over to uh, uh, Great Basin. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, cool hospitality. Everybody's really super cool to us. I know I like the vibe in town, but yeah, I definitely come back. I like, you know, we're canning first operation. That was our goal from the start. Oh, awesome! And that's that's kind of what led us here. So, and we've had friends in the past who've done it, so we wanted to do it with them. So, great, great. great. Awesome. Now, uh, what is the uh, what is the breadth of your offerings? I mean, what what have you guys got going on? I know what are we tasting right now? The Flagstaff IPA. Flagstaff IPA. So, super yeah. good. Super good. Thanks, man. Yeah, that's um yeah, yeah and we brew that all at seven thousand feet, but we do four core cans every day: our, our red, our lager, our IPA, and our naughty pine pale ale. And then we have seasonal cans that we also roll out as well. So we do a we do a uh, Scotch ale every every year, you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving, uh, an Imperial Red, a double IPA. And then in the spring, we do a Kolsch, and then we also do a, a rotating single hop IPA every other month. We would put something out. Cool. We do it, just 20 barrel batches only of that. What's now, your favorite? I love our single hop beers, but Flagstaff IPA is the absolute best beer I think. No, it's I fantastic. It. It's awesome. Yeah, no, no, thank, no, thank you for you. bringing that over, by the way. I don't, I don't have my readers, but uh, what uh, what do you <laughs> Old man. Hey, Here stop, we go. stop judging, fuckers. <laughs> I don't have my readers. You know, I'm so happy that I do the editing on this show. That is staying. That is staying in. I think it's my gotta readers. stay. <laughs> what hops are we drinking? Uh, you got a blend of five different hops that are coming across there. So at any given time, it's kind of what we have. But oh, you're, cool. you're getting Centennial, Simcoe, things like that that are coming through there, pushing a little bit. Yeah. Toss of citra, but not much. Cool. I, I like your cans also say made for the adventure. That's a hook that the owners wanted the owner and their daughter. That's kind of one of their things. And then the, the topo map on there is Mount Humphreys, which is uh, almost 13,000 feet. That's right above the brewery. So you walk out the front door of the brewery. Oh, wow. You see the peaks up there. They generally have snow on them 10 months out of the year. Cool. Yeah, that's incredible. It's right. nice. Yeah. I mean, you know, we still get monsoon rains. We get snow. So it's it's not what people think of when they think of Arizona. Right. So we have a kind of unique proposition in, in promoting Flagstaff, which is great. So what's uh, what's the distribution like right now? Where where in globally can people find your uh, your beer? We're just how far west are you? Uh, as far away, Yuma is as far west as we go. We're only okay. in Arizona. Yep. You're getting there. Yuma, Lake Havasu, Kingman. Oh, yeah, cool. You yeah. are, you're on your way. So when you're on your way to Vegas, when you're on your way to Nevada, you can stop <laughs> in Kingman and you can get one more before you cross the border. Awesome. You're talking cool. my language. I, I grew up in Southern California and that was my awesome. own stomping grounds out the river and all that. That was fantastic. Oh, it's great out there, man. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so what's in store for uh, you guys going down the road? Without giving too many spoilers away, what's on the horizon? I mean, what, what we're really doing right now is kind of just investing in quality pieces right now, right? So we're we're growing. We're going to grow about 15% this year. We'll get to about 8,000 barrels, 9,000 we put in the, the, beer, the Beaver Street Brewing Company business. But what we're really focusing on now is we got a new keg washer. we got a pack tech machine. We're adding quality pieces. Yep. And we're adding 
smart one or two tanks, a bright fermenter, something that just makes us not run out of stock, but at the same time, you know, positions us for smart growth. Because to go out and, and take a 12,000 barrel facility and make it a 25, 30,000 barrel facility, I think that time is gone. So what we're really focusing on is quality packaging. We're, re, we're still rebadging new fonts, things like that. So everything I do, I can go to my distributor, I can go to my customers and say, look, this is what we're investing in. You know, our events at the brewery, we're really trying to partner up with the right charities. So we're reaching the people that, you know, in Flagstaff, what's what's mattering. Second Chance Center for the Animals has been a big one. Oh, awesome. Um, oh, cool. Awesome. Do, yeah, we do a great Oktoberfest event that we do every year. We invite all the Northern Arizona, you know, breweries, make about 15 breweries that we get together. And, and so we're, you know, we're really trying to put that piece together. So it's quality, it's events, it's, it's reaching people right there, kind of the core of our business and making sure that's always solid. And at the same time, maintaining our business, we're making presentations of grocery chains and all that, but it's becoming very difficult, as you guys know. Awesome. So, you know, that's that's when I look back, it's like, what have we done this year? It's updating the chiller, it's updating the, the you know, the glycol, it's all the things, a new boiler, all things to make sure that you don't think about a boiler being a quality piece until one goes down. Oh, of course. So, right. you know, so that's really what we're looking at. So that place will run really tight. Yeah. And, you know, you know, new filter, all these things that we've done in the last year, it, it doesn't seem like much to the customer on the other side of the glass. But the reality of it is, is the beers are tasting better than ever, and it maintains and ensures we're going to be there. Well, it's all in the finished product, that's for sure. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, really, really tasty stuff. Um, we want to thank you for uh, swinging by. Hey, thank you, guys. We really appreciate uh, it. And, yeah, we're going to uh, definitely promote you guys, and uh, we might have to take a road trip for yeah. uh, Permanent Vacation Radio. <laughs> awesome. Come out and visit you. Thanks, got, Steph. Dennis has got my card. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think a brewery tour is in order. I mean, we, we did give you free stickers. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> free sticker, and, yeah, you come by, we'll, and we'll give you some low fills. No problem. Yeah. So, Ken, you Ken, you seem so versed in, in, in all all levels of that brewery. What is what is your actual title? I, I, are you a marketer? Are you a brewer? Or? I, I, I'm kind of sales. And Jack of all trades? Yeah. Just, well, we, we all, everybody kind of pitches in, but sales is my thing. I manage our wholesale business, but uh, cool. we all do events. We all do, we all kind of share the pie, right? Like, I'm. I, I thought I, you made beer, not pie. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, what, what I mean, like like I was telling a, like the head of my distributor the other day, I, I was handing out stickers and keychains when I got into the business, business with Guinness Import Company 22 years ago. I'm still handing out stickers and keychains, right. but now it's, you know, it's my neighborhood, right? right? You know, I'm from Arizona. I grew up in Arizona. I went to Desert Cove, Shea Middle School, Shadow Mountain, Arizona State, and now I'm selling beer in my state. Cool. I've worked for big multinational companies, and I don't, I don't, I don't want to be there. So you, I want to be with our people. You you've know? you've no, come full circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's man, awesome. I, I really dig it, though. Yeah. So awesome. I appreciate you guys asking that. No, no. no I mean, that's that's what we're doing. We're, we, you know, we're up in Tahoe, and uh, we're doing our passion here uh, with the podcast, and just trying to give everybody a perspective on what their world is. Uh, from our perspective, through our know, eyes, we, we're, luck, <laughs> we're lucky enough to be doing this from a, a beautiful area. But we awesome. go through the same things that everybody does uh, all over the world. We love beer. Uh, we we watch the news every day, just like everybody else does. We just happen to be doing it from Lake Tahoe, right? So we're we're just trying to connect and uh, get all everybody on vacation at the same time, right? Well, nice. I'd, I'd love for you guys to come and see me. I appreciate you having me on and. Uh, Anything I can do to spread the word about your podcast and everything else, I'd love to. You guys awesome. are very, very gracious. Thank you. Thanks, Ken awesome. Wilson, baby. Thanks, guys. Woo-hoo! Great to meet you. Great to meet you. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Ken. Welcome back to uh, the Permanent Vacation Radio Program from CanFest 2017 in Reno, Nevada. We're Grand Sierra. Grand Sierra Resort. And uh, we've got another great special guest lined up for us. Uh, Dennis, take it away. Who, are we, who do we have? Alicia. Alicia is, uh, let's see, uh, Alicia is a key speech. Is it open. our Alicia? Is it AK? It's, no, it's not a K- AK. It's an Alicia. Oh, Alicia. No one gets it right. Alicia. <laughs> She's got a little extra A in her, uh, in her, in her name. A's are the best got in your it. name. Yeah, we have Lindsay with an A and we have Alicia. With My- two A's, I'm guessing. All right, cool. So uh, what do we got going on? 
Uh, so Alicia is uh, she is uh, she is. Um, no, I can never pronounce that word. What are you doing? You tell us what you're doing, what you're up to. So I am studying for my certified Cicerone. I have taken it once, and I've got my first fail out of the way. So I'm ready to pursue and get my second level. Might take three tries. We'll see. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there. Yeah. For all the rubes and the boobs out there, what does that mean? <laughs> what are you so calling me? So a certified Cicerone, if you know, most people know what a wine sommelier is. Get a little yes. closer to the mic. So a yeah, wine yeah. sommelier is the equivalent for what I'm studying, which is my certified Cicerone. Okay. So basically I'm studying to be a complete certified beer nerd, which is what I already am, but yeah. I'm going to get a signature this document that says that I'm a nerd. <laughs> Excellent. So, so how do you study for something like that to become one of those? Um, you know, I actually quit doing welding school and join, or just started homeschooling, basically, for my Cicerone. Um, so I do completely 100% homeschooling. I study for that. I just recently got accepted to uh, join the BJCP, which is a beer judge certification program. It's a uh, nonprofit volunteer organization that has the uh, ability to train beer judges to serve at competitions just like this one we're at, CanFest. Yep. And that's how I got into this this year. I was invited to join. Um, so last night I stewarded, basically, was, you know, a bitch to everybody. I brought the beer to you and beer I got to drink the leftover beer. Someone, someone's got to do it. Let me ask you a quick question. Um, essentially, what what is your primary, is that your primary role as a Cicerone is, is, is to judge beer? No. Or, is it something that lends itself to the actual production of beer and uh, beyond? So my goal for getting my certified Cicerone is that I want to pursue the beer industry. I've been homebrewing for five years. I've been pursuing that industry for <laughs> yeah. pretty much since I was a teenager. It's a lot, there's a lot to it. It's a very big organization that is kind of small also at the same time. Uh -huh. So... I am basically studying everything from the ingredient process to brewing to the history and all the useless knowledge you need to know about beer. Interesting. And it, it's been great. I love it. Um, it's a new industry that's just kind of building up. Well, it's been building, but it's just at an all-time high right now. And honestly, it's a great opportunity in pursuing life. So I love it. What would you, what would your dream uh, kind of scenario be as far as how this plays out? I, I couldn't really answer that question. I don't know. Um, I, it's just something I fell in love with, and I could end up being a distributor or going to events like this and do exactly what I'm doing now, as long as it's something I'm happy with this and enjoying in life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this podcast, literally, I don't care what it is, you know, it just, I fell in love with it, and when you fall in love with something, it's the first thing I've ever studied in my life, and I never been able to study anything for eight hours a day in my life, and it's the beer industry. Well, you definitely, yeah, you definitely, you talk about it with a passion, so I can tell you're going to succeed, because you want Thank that, you, you do, Thank I can you. tell. And you know, That's sometimes awesome. those things, uh, you just kind of fall into, it's just something that just happens, and next thing you know, that little spark ignites, um, a couple years ago back I got my uh, my captain's license I have a master's captain's license for uh, piloting large vessels on the water and I never grew up thinking that I would ever do that and I got into never driving I'd be doing what I'm doing I got now. into driving boats and the next thing you know I've got this thing in my back pocket that says I can drive the biggest boat and Hell it's yeah. great 
I want to really drink cool. the biggest beer. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So what's, what's like your ultimate, do you have a favorite beer or type of beer that you enjoy more than others? Great uh, question, Lindsay. I, I love Gozas. They're my favorite style. They're a salted ale. Um, can be on the sour side, so it can be a pretty tart. I Gets also, you in the gackers. Yep. So last night for the judging process, I steward for the IPAs. I love IPAs. I love hoppy. I love bitter. But also those IPAs that you're tasting, most of the flavor comes from the hops, depending on the region they're from. And so I'm about to brew a homebrew, which is a ginger IPA with all centennial hops, which is going to be a really citrusy American hop that's grown right here in the U.S., uh, mostly in uh, Yakima Valley, Washington. Cool. Awesome, awesome. Sounds delicious. Uh, what's well, your we'll see. What's your least favorite beer? Is there a type you're just like, I don't want to drink that, I, someone else drink it? I hate bourbon. So I don't oh, like yeah. any bourbon, barrel-aged stouts. I completely, and you know, everyone in my family drinks whiskey, except for me. I'm the only one. And it comes down to beer for me, and I just don't like it. That's because you march to a different tune. I bet you're the only one in your family has dreadlocks, too. Uh, yes, that is 100%. <laughs> why, did I, yes. why did I know that? Oh, yeah. By awesome. far. Awesome. What else? Anything else on your plate you want to talk about? Or? Oh, man. I don't know. Just have, a good time. Just have a good time at CanFest? I would love to give a shout-out to Imbibe Brewing. They're awesome. the ones that are hosting the BJCP, which is the Beer Judge Certification Program. Cool. And they are absolutely awesome. So I give it out to Matt Johnson and Jason. I don't know his last name. But all the guys at Imbibe. Imbibe. Right awesome, on. awesome. We want to thank you for coming on uh, Permanent Vacation Radio with us, and we want to uh, wish you great success and uh, huge you. success in your future. And uh, we hope to see you pinning the ribbon on uh, some beer one day. That's right. awesome. I awesome. hope so, too. I'm ready for it. Good luck, Alicia. Thank you very much, Cheers, guys. Thank, thank you, Alicia. Thank you so much for having Cheers. me on Great here. meeting you. Yeah, Permanent Vacation Radio keeps rolling here with great, great star-studded guests. Uh, right now we've got one Adam. after another, man. One yeah. after another. Right now we've got Adam Linen, who is the uh, event coordinator for all this. Is that the correct title? What, what, what is your job title here? Yeah, so I'm the event director of CanFest. You guys, thank you so much for having me on. Thanks awesome. for having us Thanks. here. Yeah, uh, likewise. Yeah, this thank is you. fantastic. So, uh, Adam, how long have you been associated with CanFest? Um, so this is my first year. So um, started in September and then just kind of kept going. I just want to say one thing before we move on. Fantastic microphone technique. Yes. <laughs> you do not think that microphone is poison like most everybody. Finally. Is. No, 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 this, finally, someone who knows how to use a mic. This ain't my first rodeo. <laughs> oh, there you go. Nice. All right, cheers. So uh, what? What? how did your path come across to CanFest? How did you get involved? Yes. So um, I, initially, I was uh, uh, intern at the Abbey Agency, and then um, Ty Whitaker, who unfortunately cannot make it today, um, approached me about CanFest, and I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." You know, it's super fun. Have a double the major in both marketing and management. It was just an awesome opportunity. That like, why would you not want to manage a beer festival? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you, brother. You'd be kicking yourself if you didn't. <laughs> And yeah. you said you've been working on this since September? Well, so I was an intern from September to December, and then in January is when I went full-time, started contacting brewers and everything, and just kind of got the ball rolling. Yeah, and how, tell us again, how many breweries are here tonight? Yeah, so we have 74 different brands, um, and so that, that was double last year, and then also... If we're really counting breweries, we're probably around 65 because new this year we brought canned cocktails, canned wine, canned hard iced tea and everything. 
So it's super awesome, super tasty. Just kind of making now CanFest the can festival of everything that's canned. That's awesome. Yeah, so when it comes to, uh, you know, concept to actual completion, what is that timeline like? Uh, I mean, is it a lot of planning ahead of time and then it's crunch time down at the end? Or is everything pretty well spread out and uh, when the day of the event comes, it's pretty much just putting the pieces together and, and making sure everybody's where they need to be? Yeah, no, so CampFest is, is since, it, since we're in our ninth year and everything, everyone, we have great brands, like we have Good Life. This has been their fourth year in a row, I believe. We have Pine Street Brew from San Francisco. So we have got awesome brands that are like, yeah, sign me up again for CanFest, so it's super awesome. Um, in terms of the timeline, it's just more of me trying to go out and getting different brands that no one have ever seen here in Reno before. And, but then other than that, it's just day of, it's just literally me in here, you know, in here getting some good old elbow grease in, picking yeah, up six sure. cases that I can, you know, just doing that. And then it's just, it runs itself, man. They, awesome. Everyone loves it. Yeah, so the great thing is uh, we've already talked to a number of breweries here that is, this is their first year, and they're just having a great time. Uh, they're getting a ton of exposure. Their distribution may not be in this area, but they want to get into this area, and it's really, really exciting to talk to those guys. Um, Lumberyard Brewing out of uh, Flagstaff, Flagstaff, Arizona. We had them on the show. They're just pumped to be here. I yeah. mean, I've never seen somebody that was so excited. That's pretty Kevin, excited. Right? I mean, that was fantastic. Kevin. Yeah, just super awesome. Um, and then people that have been here in the past and have won awards. Alibi Awards, good friends of ours. And uh, they're here. They're happy to be back. And, um, you know, they got their fingers crossed. They might win another award. But who knows? The bottom line is they're having a great time. They're getting tons of exposure, and there's nothing, nothing better than that. And uh, the other thing that I wanted to mention is, for a local regional event, not only is there great beer tasting going on here, but there's a ton of awesome networking going on. And it really it's a is. fantastic yeah, thing. Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's a bunch of like-minded folks thinking like-minded yeah. <laughs> yeah no so what's what's awesome that i love everyone that comes up like up to me and they're like this is the classiest beer festival i've ever been to <laughs> nice and it literally it is yeah we know don't listen to this show <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um um so i can break it on here to you guys so the winner of best in show this year was sockeye brewery oh yeah. awesome so they're, uh, I believe it was their stout that won Best in Show this you year. Heard, you heard it here first, folks. And uh, those guys are out of Idaho, I believe. Yep. Is that correct? Yes. yes. Yeah, I had that uh, stout earlier tonight, uh, and it I was haven't phenomenal. Tried it yet. That's the one that was uh, so yummy. We know where she's going. She's like, yeah. and gone. Okay, see you guys in a bit. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Awesome. So, uh, you know, ninth year. Next year is the uh, the big anniversary yeah, big year, decade. ten year. Nice. So, uh, what do you have in store? Do you see a vision? You don't want to give any spoilers away, but uh, what are your thoughts? Um, it, honestly, it's just more of getting more beers that no one else has ever seen here before. Like uh, right across from us, Midnight Sun, they're making their debut here in Reno. They just signed with Mori Distribution, so it's super awesome that this is their initial like, hey, welcome, we're here in Reno. Please try our stuff. So. Go over there and say hi. Yeah, for sure. And they're, they're right here, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen them. Cool. We'll go over there and say hi for sure. Awesome. Well, uh, we really want to thank you for coming on the show. Adam, uh, you've uh, done a great job here uh, again. Outstanding. Another fantastic, yes. fantastic CanFest event. I know this is your first time around here. 
but it seems like you've been doing this forever. Super smooth. It's like a well-oiled machine. Awesome job. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it so much. Thank you so much for coming out. And then, you know, love your guys' show and whatnot. Oh, thanks for having us. Thanks, awesome. Adam. Thanks, Adam. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Cheers. So, uh, Permanent Vacation Radio, uh, we have got another fantastic guest here. We thought we were going to be sitting here all alone looking at ourselves tonight. <laughs> Ew. But uh, they keep lining up uh, yep. and wanting to get on the mic, and that's fantastic. So, CanFest 2017 here in Reno, Nevada. We are at the uh, Grand Sierra Resort. And uh, we have got Chris from Incline Cider Company joining us. And he's going to tell us a little bit about some of the ciders that we've been tasting tonight. We're actually sampling the Marion Berry right now, which is phenomenal. That's awesome. awesome. Really good. It. And uh, so, uh, Chris, why don't you give us a little bit of background on uh, Incline Cider Company? How did it start? How long it's been around? And, uh, you know, some of the finer points of what you guys do. So, family-owned, uh, wife, son, and I really, uh, we have a couple other daughters that are helped out a little bit into marketing. But uh, so we're coming up right now on two years. Uh, we started in Washington and then Oregon and Idaho. Just came to Nevada with Rebel Distributing uh, about a month and a half ago. They're doing a great job. Uh, we're available at Rayleigh's and Ben's here in the Reno market. Um, our first cider was a hop cider. Where my son and I wanted to make a cider that we wanted to drink. Yeah. So it's 100% uh, it's, uh, fresh pressed apples, eight apple blend, and then we put Citra Galaxy hops in it. And just super refreshing. The second one we came out with that we're sampling right now is Marionberry. So outstanding. Marionberry is the driest in the blackberry family, made only in Oregon, and it has a nice little tartness to it that makes it very interesting. Just worked well with our uh, with our blend. So that was our second one, and then we're uh, on our seasonal program, which is the uh, Compass Rosé Hibiscus Blend Cider that we're uh, releasing right now in the summertime. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And and why cider? How did you guys get into cider specifically? Well. Uh, my son has been home brewing uh, beer and cider for years. Uh, I got on the paleo about six years ago. got tired of uh, putting a pound or two on. I was exercising more, eating better, drinking less, and still gaining weight. So got on the paleo. Cider's paleo-friendly, naturally gluten-free. So <laughs> that, that really, about six years ago, really got me into it. And then after 30 years in the wine business, it was kind of a natural fit to uh, go out and start our own cider company. Fantastic. Cool. And uh, things are going great. Uh, you're here at Canfest. Is this your first year here at Canfest? First, first year here. We've only been in Nevada about two months. So, awesome. so it's been, been fast and furious, but great. What's your experience been like at Canfest so far? Uh, absolutely amazing. I'm, I'm kind of surprised there's not a lot of other cider companies here, which I guess for us is a great That's thing. That's a great thing yeah. for you guys. Uh, but there's a lot of people coming out. It's like you mentioned, it's a nice change from beer. It's almost like palate cleansing, you know, yeah. and a little less uh, filling. It doesn't fill you up quite as much as beer. It doesn't have the grains. And I said that know, exactly we, when, we, when we first had that first sip. I said it was a nice change. So we've yeah. been drinking so much beer all day, all, all afternoon. That the, the cider, <laughs> what time is it? The, yeah, the cider was uh, a refreshing change. It was nice. Yeah. And one of the big things about Incline Cider, we're just, like I said, 100% fresh pressed apples. A lot of people add sugar, water, bag sweeteners to it, and we just want ours to be, people think about Incline Cider, I want them to think very dry, crisp, refreshing. You can enjoy two or three pints, particularly if you're at home, and uh, not worrying about driving, and uh, you know, it's just crisp and fresh, and that's what makes no, it. And fun. I think that, that definitely shines through in the taste. Uh, it's fantastic. I was not expecting that to be as tasty as it was, and uh, we've been drinking beer all day, and like you said, it's a great, great little change up. 
And um, I mean, I, I would have another one of these right now. It's I want to really try the hibiscus. Here we've got some more. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you've been around for a little bit. You've had uh, a lot of experience in the wine industry. You guys are into the um, the uh, ciders now. Without giving up too much away, what do you guys see in the future as far as uh, Incline uh, Cider Company? What what does the future hold for you? Do you have any exciting new things coming out? Any uh, broadening of distribution? Anything like that? Well, we will be coming to a few more states but right now uh, business is very good and we're just kind of making sure the states we got open we're doing a good job in uh, but right northern california and uh, montana and colorado are on the books for 2018 awesome any uh, any uh, like uh, crazy experiments going on back well, in the lab we have we have some cider uh, we're barrel aging a cider uh, making it you know sour beers are very popular right now so we have the ability to make a 22 ounce kind of one off uh, sour barrel aged cider so That'll be released next spring as well, too. Awesome. That sounds fantastic. Do you guys have any more questions for uh, this gentleman here? Nope. Awesome. We Thanks really want to thank you for cider. coming over and uh, participating in the show tonight. I uh, wish you all the greatest of luck. And um, hope to see you again back here next year at CanFest. Uh, we'll be back for sure. Great event. Uh, cheers, guys. Thanks, thank thank, thank you. you. All right. Great to meet you. All right, we are back here at CanFest 2017. That's the second time I've done that. Spit it, spit it out, Chris. Okay, we were here last year, too. We'll just play it. And, uh, and we have got another fantastic uh, pair, a duo of guests here that we're going to be doing an interview with. One after another. That's right. We've got Lindsay and Jen from the CanVan. Quite possibly the smartest girls I've ever met. Just a genius idea. And uh, we're going to get into that. First of all, thank you for being on the show with us. Yeah, thanks, girls. Of course, you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, so uh, what is the genesis of the Kanban? And for all of the rubes and the boobs that are listening right now to our show, what is a Kanban? So the Kanban is a mobile canning service. Genius. <laughs> That's the um, name. We started it in 2011 for commercial craft breweries who want to get their product out in cans but don't have their own packaging equipment. Are you so, a, are you a wizard? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. This time. Yes. Nice. Yes. Okay. It, it, so it does take some wizardry to make this all happen. Putting putting beer into a can is magic. It is. <laughs> I think the thought of doing that and providing that to uh, breweries that don't have access to that is the wizardry. That's awesome. I was uh, I was lucky enough to see this operation live with my own eyes at Alibi and Incline. Oh, and yeah. it was it was yeah it was quite the operation. You guys were run a tight ship for sure. It was so, awesome. How did you get into it? Like how did you decide this is something we're gonna do? Uh, uh, they tried podcasting and it right. just didn't work out. <laughs> I mean, we did a lot of research. Um, Jen and I met in grad school. Uh, it was a sustainable business program, so it was nice. about how to do business better. Um, and we talked to a lot of breweries and tried to figure out where the need was. And we were partially influenced by the mobile bottling for wine in the Napa Sonoma area. Um, and we just, you know, talking to a lot of breweries about where their need was and a lot of our customers in the Bay Area are contract brewers, so they don't even have their own facility, let alone their own packaging equipment. Yeah, yeah. Good so this is something that we can follow customers to wherever they are and, you know, expand to whatever kind of volume they need to really help them get to the next step in 
getting their product in front of consumers in a in a packaging format that consumers want to, you know especially in the bay area to take take it out parks and camping and the beach and everywhere it needs to go Cool. So this is our seventh year coming to CanFest, yeah, and it's been really amazing seeing just the growth in the number of breweries and the number of like small local breweries from Northern California and from Reno and you know the Tahoe area who are able to now have their beer in cans, and it's just like really really amazing to see what part we've had in that and sort of like bringing the ability to can your beer to such a wide variety of small breweries and it's like it's been really awesome yeah so, absolutely in, in, in other words you guys are walking around like this <laughs> it's all proud I mean, huh? honestly every day we're just like i just need to get this beer in the cans i just gotta help our customers and uh -huh. like help you know we gotta do we gotta do the best for them and it's really nice coming to an event like this where we see the public and everybody's enjoying cans and really seeing like firsthand uh you know how much people love it and how much variety we've got and you know like we don't walk around with our chests out like that like, <laughs> like every day it's like so much hard work and so we love coming to CanFest because you guys are great all the you know so many other breweries who also appreciate how awesome cans are so I have to tell you uh last year was my first time at CanFest and um you know I came here pretty focused I wanted to try as many beers as I could and, and get that experience in but when it came to impressions that I left with you guys made the biggest impression on me because I thought it was pure genius, the idea to come up with this idea. And I have to ask you, um, what were some of the, the hurdles and the roadblocks that you guys had to overcome when it came to the cons, you know, getting from concept to completion? What, what did you guys go through uh, to get that done? Great question, Claire. I mean, really hurt Everything. So many roadblocks. You know, when we started in 2011, a lot of people weren't really sure about the idea of cans. You know, distributors and retailers were really excited about 22-ounce bottles, and they were like, I don't really see how cans are going to fit into our, our shelf, and brewers were like we're can't bottling all these 22 ounce bottles and we don't want to take that risk to like try a new package. And so yeah. I felt like in a lot of ways, we just had to wait for new breweries to come into the market for people who saw that cans were something that had a lot of potential where you can reach people in places where bottles don't make sense um, because you can sort of Get, people can take cans to outdoor activities. They can take them to Burning Man. Everybody here this weekend is like going to Burning Man next don't, week. Don't right? get me started. <laughs> you know, and it's just, um, you know, it's like the cans have now really come around. And they're also, you know, they have a lot of um, environmental uh, implications as well because cans are more recycled than bottles. And they also protect beer from light and oxygen better yep, than bottles do. Which, as Lindsay mentioned, that was one of the things that initially drew us to the idea of cans is because they have that sustainability component of like yeah, yeah. recyclability, protecting the beer, and like improving the shelf life. In infinitely recyclable. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, but I mean, everything from like making sure that really small breweries are able to um, get the beer to the right temperature in order to work with the canning equipment and like figuring out how to work with all the vendors and how to do bulk purchasing of all of the equipment that we need and just running a five canning line operation is just a complete logistical nightmare on a day-to-day -day basis and it's now, very challenging but it's a you, lot of fun would you girls consider yourself kind of on the leading edge of this is there anybody else out there doing this right now 
Yeah, there are now. So when we started, we were amongst the first to start taking a small canning line and making it mobile. Um, since then, there's maybe a dozen or so across the country. Um, we've consulted with people from Australia and Canada who are starting this same kind of service in their countries and they've come to spend a week with us and kind of learn the ropes and see how the canning line works and you know what other things you need to make this successful and really efficient and high quality. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely something that it is gaining steam for sure. Awesome, awesome. And so, without giving any, uh, without giving any secrets away, what do you guys see as kind of the, the near future for you? Uh, expansion? Any new ideas? What's going on? So, one of the things that we're seeing, kind of just starting to go gangbusters, is wine in a can. Yep. And like we. All of us are definitely beer people at heart, and that's where we're gonna continue to keep our focus. But we have one canning line that's a wine canning line, and we've had it for a little over a year now. Is, and is it like under, Underwood? Is, is it Underwood? No, no, so Underwood's not up in Oregon, but we cover Napa, Sonoma, uh, Bodai, kind of all of those areas. and. Last winter, spring, our wine canning line was booking three or four months out. And we just went through Crush, which is kind of a calm time for wine, and we all like took a nice little breath. And really within the last two weeks, all of a sudden the, the wine inquiries have started flooding in again. And the, so that's gonna be, and you know, we were talking about kind of overcoming the, you know, initial beer obstacles. Wine in a can is exactly where craft beer in a can was five, six years ago. Oh, interesting. Where everyone's like, I don't know, wine, it really should come in bottles if it's good wine, and you know, I don't know. But it's it's really blowing up. We just did a couple thousand cases for Francis Ford Coppola. It's now hitting the market. Um, you know, we're having so many wineries contacting us, being like, hey, this is kind of a new thing. I don't know if you do this, but we're looking to can wine. Or we've heard your name coming up a couple times with other wineries now. And that's something where, you know, that market could really get, you know, as big as as we wanted to. Yeah, wow, that's amazing. Good things on the horizon for you guys. That's sure. awesome. Yeah, and I mean, I would say on the beer front as well, this last year has just been amazing in terms of the ability of small breweries to turn out um, single releases of yeah, beers. You know, sure. I don't know, maybe everybody, everybody doesn't know, but in 2016, there was a law change that allowed people to release uh, a beer style more quickly and easily without having to wait for the state to approve their label. Oh. So it kind of allowed them to say, hey, I have this idea for a beer. I'm going to just draw up a new label, get it printed, make the beer, and you can release it within a month. And then I feel like that's been, you know, a really big influence on the fact that we're seeing a lot of more variety of styles. You know, things are coming out a lot more quickly. People are able to take more risks in what kind of beers they put in a can. Um, you know, and you, you guys have probably seen that in sort of the 16 ounce IPAs and sour beers, 
barrel age and all kinds of stuff that's been coming out. And that's been really fun to work with all these small breweries who are really innovative and, and on the cutting edge of all these really exciting beer styles coming out right now. Awesome. 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 Well, uh, good luck to you girls. Um, I mean, just a phenomenal thing. Again, uh, very impactful what you guys are doing and um, I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and, uh, I'm sure all the breweries uh, also appreciate it and uh, great luck to your future endeavors and everything that you do. And uh, once again, I think you girls are just phenomenal, phenomenal, awesome idea. And uh, I wish I was you. <laughs> Lindsay, any last uh, question? No, I just want to drink more beer now. Try nice. all the cans. Yeah. So, uh, I, so uh, Kevin here is a, a baseball cap enthusiast. You got a can, Fev? Oh, yeah. Can, can, can. Yeah, we can, can definitely. Can. He would wear that proudly. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, well, Charles. Thank you, ladies, for coming on the show. And once again, uh, is there any way that people can contact you? What's the best way? Uh, you can send an email to hello at thecanban.com. Yeah, or look Perfect. us up on Instagram at the Can Girl. That's me. Or on Facebook, the Can Band. Cool. I'm gonna uh, follow that right now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much Thanks for coming on the show. Great awesome. luck. All right, Permanent Vacation Radio coming to you live from CanFest 2017. Whoa, 2T. Reno, Nevada. Grand, Grand Sierra, Sierra Resort. Yeah, there is uh, all kinds of great stuff happening. There is a silent disco going on. There's a great band playing right now. That's why we're all yelling into the microphone. And uh, the other bottom line is there's lots of great beers to uh, try out there. And we've got another great guest that we're going to be interviewing. This is Joe Martinez from Record Street Brewing, and uh, we are super stoked to have this guy because he is super pumped to be here. Yeah, exactly. Man. Thank you guys very much. I do appreciate this uh, moment here to talk with you guys. So it's great because we've got this booth set up here, and there's a lot of uh, vendors all around us, uh, you know, serving up beers. And uh, Joe is right on the back side of us, so we're back to back. So as we have all these people we get coming to stare through, his butt. yeah, well, <laughs> if you're into that sort of thing, hey, you know, and it is CanFest, yeah. And uh, so uh, you know, we've got all these people coming by, and we're doing all these interviews. And Joe is always looking through the curtain and watching the interviews, and and it, 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 he's he's Who's like next? he's like I want I want to just want to so. clarify. Did you say number two? No, nope. yeah. okay. I'll just I'll just wait. Yeah. Wrapping up. So there. so we've got Joe on here, and we want to uh, we want to uh, welcome him to the show. And uh, once again, thank you for what you do, and uh, thank you for being on the show. Let's get a little bit of a background as far as uh, Record Street Brewing goes. How long have you guys been around? What are you guys currently doing, and where are you located? Great. Question, great question. No, we are uh, we're really excited to get into the market. Uh, we've been around about a year and a half. Uh, in the last probably six months, we've been really getting aggressive out there, trying to get into these accounts and just show that uh, our local uh, bars and uh, restaurants that we're here and uh, we're not going anywhere. And we're about to make you know be uh, put on the map for a whole different reason for our whole craft scene. And we're really excited to bring that to uh, to our community. Awesome. So now you guys have got uh, you guys are in the kind of the, that. Is that the Midtown area? Actually, no. We're right there off of 4th Street okay. in uh, Record. So we're right in the heart of downtown and uh, right in the beginning of where this whole place started. And we're on the old Highway 40. So we're really excited to bring a lot of uh, uh, action and, and, and life back into that portion of the town. So the area the area that he's talking about is, is really, it used to be really, really bad. Yeah. Seedy, bad neighborhood. Right. And it's up and coming. 
um, all kinds of new new pubs and, and breweries and uh, eateries are all coming around <laughs> on uh, down there in the fourth street, second street, third street area. Huge revitalization down it there. One hundred percent. And of course, that's where the name of the brewery comes from. Absolutely, because awesome. we are on the corner of Record Street and Fourth, and it's just not a catchy name, but we are actually all about the craft and uh, about the music. So we're really excited. Do you these. foresee any actual vinyl going into the beer in the future? One hundred percent. That's really tasty. Up our yeah, sleeves with some special bottles where we want awesome. to actually melt the vinyl over oh, the bottle. So. Oh, fantastic. No way. Yes. Yes. You already said? Yeah, oh, I did. That's awesome. <laughs> that is. Do you guys like listen to certain types of music while you're brewing the beer or anything like that? It's just whatever whatever we're filling that day is what we want to put into our Can beer. you teach Dennis how to oh, use yeah. a record they player? Bros <laughs> from <laughs> Slightly Stupid, Sea uh, Money, OG. Vincenzo, we all fucking hang. We drink Record Street Brew when nice. we're in LA, and we have a good old fucking time. As you should. Yeah. Nice. Record Street Brew all the fucking way. <laughs> Vincenzo, everyone. So get ready, because uh, we're awesome. about to take uh, the, uh, the West by, by storm. So. so can you teach Dennis how to use a record player? I, I'm just wondering. <laughs> I thought he maybe uh, would have known how to use one of those already. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems, seems obvious, right? Yeah, turn that 45 up real quick. Okay, so let's... Uh, Let's get back. To, let's get back to the most important thing, and that is the beer. You yes. guys have got three offerings going on right now. That what are correct. those? So those three that we've got to bring to the table are, are blonde, which we actually are really excited to bring to you guys. Um, it's not real an easy beer to brew, so for us to actually have a beer that's uh, that we are confident in, uh, we just are really excited for people to try it and see what they think. And uh, we're ready to give a, a lot of those other blondes out there a, a run for their money. So well, isn't that always well, the case? The blondes are pretty complicated. They, they are. <laughs> they are. General, I, and you know what? I married so one. And trust me, I know. So yeah. I have the experience firsthand. <laughs> most most profound thing I'll say tonight. Um, so uh, you got the blonde going, and what are the other two? So the other two we're working with is uh, a pale ale, and uh, we did a little something different with our pale ale. We actually backed down the uh, bitter units on it from a 60 to a 50, so therefore we kind of balanced it out a little bit. So it has a big hop nose and a big hop taste, and it awesome. actually just kind of balances across the board, so people are not afraid of it anymore. So a little more drinkable, a little more accessible. Exactly. Awesome. It's That's still a great six idea. out of six point three, so definitely not a not a it's a sleeper for sure. So. <laughs> Sweet. Good Good night. Good night. <laughs> Uh, and uh, a <laughs> third offering. And so for the last one, we bring in an IPA. And of course, across the board, everybody's used to those West Coast IPAs. And ours is a little bit different. We actually added some more of the uh, roasted uh, chocolate malts. So what it did, it actually gave it more of a, an amber color, uh, a little more body, and across the board, it's just a little more sweeter taste. So we're really excited to you know, offer these cool. beers to everybody and everyone to try them out. Nice. Excellent. Do you plan to add more beers to the grouping? or? Absolutely. We yeah. have a whole lot of tricks up our sleeves, and we're really, uh, really excited to showcase those. We have a lager going to be coming out in the next probably six months so get ready for that because that's going to be a, a, another uh, game changer awesome now if, go ahead do you uh, do you just just can or do you bottle as well so currently we're only working with the bottles we're working with the six barrels and also with the half barrels just to get them out in the market and then eventually yes we're going to go into full canning from 12 ounces 16 ounces and 22 bombers so awesome it's coming absolutely cool. awesome yeah so uh, just on the music side real quick, like I said, our, our, uh, our location just sits under 10,000 square feet. We have a full brewery on one side. We have a full music venue on the other side. So we're going to showcase a lot of locals, bring up those uh, singer-songwriters, uh, comedy shows. Hey, 
this is where it's going to be. I'm telling you, we're going to blast you guys out there and show you guys the love that you guys deserve because without you guys, we're not who we are. So 10,000 square feet. That's just awesome. under. That's a lot of comedy. Yeah, <laughs> you, better, you better have a lot of followers because uh, <laughs> that's going to be a quiet Oh, lot. we have tens of followers. <laughs> tens of and then followers. Briefly, briefly tell us about um, how you want to give back to the community, especially in that particular area. So, yeah, since we are located right there on Record Street, we definitely want to start working with St. Vincent's and start giving back to the community with those guys. So in the future, we're going to start looking at doing events uh, where we actually can start raising money and you know using our beer to bring people in and, and give back to those that, that are in need. So That is so awesome. I love that idea. That's a great idea. Like I said earlier, I want to be involved on any Absolutely. level. Yeah, that project. Absolutely. We'll work on this. We'll All get right, this rolling. Cool. We're really excited uh, to work with you guys. There's a, there's a new friendship developing right oh, 100%. Here. I'm oh, yeah. this. And I don't know if it's right. what you're talking, but I'm just saying. It's, <laughs> no, love, love, helps. love the energy, love the vibes, and uh, love the future. And uh, yeah, everything you guys are doing sounds phenomenal. Awesome. Yeah, I really appreciate awesome that. that uh, like I said, yeah, the energy is definitely up because, you know, it's it's when you when you are doing your job and, and you love it, it's not a job anymore. Right. It's just your life. Yep. I'm living life every totally. day. I get to share with you guys every day so awesome. I, I can't be any more excited about awesome. it so absolutely thanks so. Awesome. way to go uh wish you all the success in the world uh with every aspect of your operation it sounds like you've got the right combination of things going on number one you've got the passion for the beer you've got an incredible location you've got the uh kind of the diversity with the music aspect and then uh the square footage is incredible and then the giving back to the community, it sounds like a completely round package, uh, something that we can definitely get behind. Super, super stoked for you guys, and I uh, wish you all the luck in the world. Awesome. No, I really appreciate you guys. Thank you again. Yeah. And, right, and as our motto says, hey, find your rhythm in life. So that's who we are, find your awesome. rhythm in life. Awesome. Right. All right. Thank you guys very much again. Appreciate Joe, it. great to meet you. Rucker Street Brewing yeah. Company, Reno, Rucker Nevada. Right. Check it out. Check it out. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. All right, appreciate it. Permanent Vacation Radio. We are at uh, CanFest. We've been here all night. All and, night uh, Yeah, and we've got uh, one great final interview. And uh, we're going to be uh, interviewing Mike Sinclair. Sinclair. You got it. From 5050 Brewing Company Truckee, in California. beautiful Truckee, California. I've been Mike, there welcome. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Lindsay, well, thanks, you, were, uh, Lindsay you were there last night. Yeah, I was just there last night. I was uh, drinking your... Rock Slide IPA. Oh yeah, how'd that treat you? It was really good. good. Yeah, That's I good. think I had maybe one too many. <laughs> Which is two. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> exactly right. Nice. But no, I love 5050 is just such a cool neighborhood. I live in Sierra Meadows. Walk down there, drink beers, sit on the patio, uh, see people you know. Stumble home. Stumble home. Yeah, yeah. no one's got to drive. It's, yeah. it's get awesome. a bite to eat. That that bar setup right there is really cool. Um, it's really inviting. Uh, love that place. And then, uh, you know, the other great thing that you guys do, other than create incredible craft beers, is uh, you have the a lot of uh, great kind of a charitable things that you guys have got going on. The one thing that comes to mind is the Humane Society event you guys do every year with the uh, the kilt, not the kilt, the kilt. The leg lifter. <laughs> the leg lifter. <laughs> I, I edit the show, so I'll edit that out. <laughs> the yeah. kilt lifter, yeah. That's it's a, it's the, the leg lifter, which is a, an awesome beer and an awesome cause. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that was a uh, something that Alicia had spawned with, with the uh, Humane Society, a buck of beer. Uh, goes to the local Humane Society, which I think is a great cause. And yeah. like you said, awesome. super charitable folks. They love getting involved with uh, lo lots of local nonprofits. Uh, one thing I'm really excited about today, being here at CanFest, I got to talk about 5050 being in cans now. 
uh, seasonally, we're going to be choosing a new nonprofit each season to sponsor and have their own uh, their own style, and they get to collaborate with the design. Uh, these first few rounds are going with uh, a mobile canning unit, which is really fun. We've been having the can van in there. Oh and boy! Those guys been really really helpful with this first time process of getting us in cans we just had them on the show yep. what a great uh, group of uh, individuals and uh, just an awesome idea and it's making that so accessible to everybody it's awesome no doubt no doubt i wish i would have come up with it myself but it's a great industry to be in and a, a great culture that the bars have created with 50 50 and uh, like you, I love bellying up on the other side of the bar and sharing those beers with all the locals, and it's a it's a great place to be. How, sure. how long have you been with Fifty Fifty, Mike? Funny you ask. I actually just started this spring, but I've been bellied up for about five years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know the beers. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty familiar. Very familiar. <laughs> no, you're just choosing your spot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Sure. Awesome. So, uh, in without giving too much away, what uh, what can we expect from Fifty Fifty in the near future? anything exciting coming down the pike yeah for sure uh, distribution of cans is really taking off right now so you'll be able to find us on shelves at your local markets uh, which we're really excited to partner up with um, and plenty of new styles coming down the down the pipeline with our new uh, production facility we're super excited about uh, getting a new product out there and uh, I think you guys will be really pleased with the results of the new beers coming down the line here. Awesome. Is that open already or is that still in order? It sure is, yeah. We've, we've got actually cool. the two beers that you guys are tasting tonight, the Kappa and the Session 267 both came out of the new production facility. Oh, cool. Right yeah. on. Yeah, we're stoked about it. Bad. Cool. Dennis, what's your uh, experience with 50-50? I mean, these guys have been around for a while. I've been... I've eaten there many times, drinking there many times, and my most memorable experience is uh, Dave Lockhart from the Dead Winter Carpenters was on tour, and he called my girl, Candy, Xander, because his wife was being taken out by her office to 50-50 for her birthday, so he, and I guess she's a big Billy Joel fan, so Dave called Candy and asked her to, on the spot, sing her happy birthday to a Billy Joel tune. Ah, interesting. So we walked into 50-50 with, uh, with, with like a cake or a sparkler or something, and we started singing, or she did. Yeah. And that was that's my most memorable memory. Oh, cool. <laughs> that's awesome. cool. <laughs> yeah, you asked. You asked. <laughs> no, no, I remember back in the day uh, when I was back uh, super involved in the ski industry, um, uh, there was a big movie premiere at 5050 a long time ago and uh, it's right after they had just first opened and we were all kind of figuring out where 5050 was that whole right. rock right. center right. was brand new <laughs> right. we we're trying trying to find our way and it was just a cool uh, uh vibe cool event uh combination of uh, going over grabbing drinks and, and food at 5050 and then going and watching that movie was really really cool um and uh, yeah that kind of stuck with me for a long time and i always kind of associate 50 50 with that kind of cool vibe yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah good spot yeah then, right on and then Lindsay's over there every day and then i'm over there too <laughs> so i ruin it for everybody no <laughs> and so with your new production facility are you guys going to be able to make like 
a bunch more beer or three times the enough amount for, of beer. Enough wow. for Lindsay. That's basically what <laughs> yeah, that's asking. all I want to know. Can I just stop by? Pick we up should a be tag? able to keep up <laughs> yeah. with your rock slide habit. Okay, good. <laughs> nice. That's the most important part. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't know absolutely. that you had a rock habit. <laughs> Uh, uh, slide, it, rock, have it, this slide. is a family show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Next, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Mike, uh, we want to thank you for uh, coming on the show with us tonight, and uh, wish you all the greatest of luck at Fifty Fifty Brewing. We'll all be there supporting you, and uh, we want all of our listeners, when you're in the Tahoe Basin on your permanent vacation. To come by and uh, check out 5050 Brewery. And get make, in there, get some great food, and have some great beers. Yum. And make sure that you uh, get in touch with the Tahoe Central Market guy. Wink, wink. <laughs> and we'll get those cans on the shelf. Yeah. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> perfect. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks for your time, guys. Good luck with everything you do. All on. right, Mike. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks Mike. All right, so uh, that's going to do it for another great edition of the Permanent Vacation Radio Program for Mr. D. Goodbye and good riddance. Lindsay with an A. Thanks for having me again. And her uh, fabulous cans. You're I am Kevin. Remember, you can always find us on iTunes. You can also find us on the Podbean app. Please download. And if you're on iTunes, please leave us a review. You can always find us on PermanentVacationRadio.com. You can find us at Facebook on Permanent Vacation Show. And last but not least, Instagram at Permanent underscore Vacation underscore something. Show. <laughs> you got it. That is right. And that's going to do it for another great edition. And uh, everybody enjoy your own permanent vacation. Peace out. Podcast. A comedy podcast. Comedy. Podcast. And the comedy thing, there is no money back guarantee. Beer. Fancy podcast.